0: What's up, guys? You're listening to So I Married a Movie Geek. I'm Chrissy McQueen. Justin Winters is here. And we've got new movies this week. We watched...
1: (laughs) Should we put the apology up front?
0: (laughs) Yes. I was just going to say, we watched...
1: (laughs) Chrissy's on drugs.
0: Well, well, you didn't let me finish. That's why I was laughing. We watched two movies. It feels like eons ago.
1: They were so... I'm not saying bad. They were so dramatic, so life-changing, that it sent Chrissy... Where did it send you, Chris?
0: To the hospital. To
1: the hospital. <laughs> Holy crap. A podcast first. And so, for that reason, we are. I, I apologize that our episode is late this week.
0: I do not apologize, because life happens, people. I love you all, but <laughs> if you were in the hospital, I would understand.
1: No, it's not like, you know, I'm like... Sorry. It's more like that. It's like uh, Joey Tribbiani doing this. Sorry, our episode is late because <laughs> one of us was in the hospital. I'm doing the quote. Quote right. hands. Gotcha. So, uh, but Chrissy is a trooper.
0: Eh, half a trooper.
1: I'm going to tell you this, guys. Like, the healthcare is a big issue in our country right now. Mm-hmm. And if you're not supportive of healthcare for all... You know, single payer, a dramatic change in our, uh, you know, our healthcare industry. Yeah. All I would say is go down to your local hospital's ER and hang out there for like, you know, a couple hours. It's pretty incredible and sad. We were there. I saw a grown man punch himself square in the face. Yep. I saw uh, the saddest Russian woman (sighs) in in a wheelchair crying and just wailing. For
0: for help, help. She kept asking for help, and she was just sitting there in the in the waiting room when she waited for two hours.
1: I don't know. It's super sad. And
0: before before you start thinking like, where do they live? We went to one of the nicest hospitals in all of Los Angeles. In fact, it's one that's been in movies. So this wasn't like we went to county. Like we went to a really nice place, and and this happens everywhere. It's really sad.
1: Yeah, I've been in a lot of ER. Yours in my day. Mhm. I have a job that puts me at doctors adjacent, I would say. Yeah. For a good portion of the last decade. Mhm. We need a change, man. It's it's totally BS. Yeah. That we uh are supposed to be the the free world, the number country, you know, uno number 1, but we don't take care of our citizens.
0: It's so true. You know, once we finally did get out of the ER waiting room, which took hours, which is fine. I wasn't critical like other people. I'm not complaining about that. But we get in the back, right? We get our, uh, like, a little room. But before I saw one doctor, the first person I saw was the billing specialist. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Who walks in and makes sure that you sign your life away that you will pay.
1: Well, there was just that viral, uh, someone got denied... Was a heart transplant? This was recently online. I forget. It was something like a heart transplant. They were denied it. And in the denial letter, letter it was suggested that they go on GoFundMe and raise $10,000. Are you kidding me? No joke. Yeah. Wow. I was like, that's everything wrong in you know one story. That's there. crazy. So, yeah. So, luckily, Chrissy's on the mend.
0: Sure. I haven't tasted food in a couple of days, guys. So you say you're on the menu. I'm like, yeah. Do I keep, can I eat now? No. Okay.
1: We're not. We're not letting Chrissy eat. I can't eat. She's gonna. Um. She's gonna be summer sw- swimsuit ready.
0: <laughs> Boy.
1: In December. In
0: December. Be very
1: spelt. <laughs> Look at me.
0: My clear liquids, guys.
1: I can't even eat Jello. Um. Anyway. Well. Chrissy, I guess, doesn't think she's on the mend. I think she's on the mend. I, I said I know, that she's you're a right. trooper. Thank you, Jess. I'm sorry that you've been you know, sick.
0: I, th- who's been a real trooper, though, is Justin. He never toots his own horn, but here I am to toot it. Toot, toot. When I was really, really sick, he was kind of like, whatever you want to do is what we're going to do. And he drove 30 miles to the hospital because it, we picked one that was a good one. <laughs> And then left to drive like another thirty miles to pick up kids, drove them back to our house, and then made basically in the shape of a triangle, another schlep all the way back to the hospital, and stayed with me until midnight. So he deserves a lot of credit. you guys. He's pretty awesome,
1: thanks, Chris. You're awesome too. <laughs>
0: thanks <laughs>
1: <laughs> um so yeah we're we're glad we're glad you're okay, Chrissy. Couldn't do this podcast without you.
0: I mean, you'd have to change the name for sure.
1: Um, yeah, it just wouldn't be the same. <laughs> it just wouldn't be the same, Chris. It'd be like, You're like already making plans. You'd have to change the name, number one. <laughs> uh, so let's get back. So we, like I said, we watched two movies and they sent you into the hospital. They so did. This is a long lead up to talk about those two movies and why they you led no you kidding. to a hospital stay. <laughs> Made you physically sick.
0: I mean... I, I think both movies, a lot of people belonged in the hospital for different reasons, so we're not alone.
1: This is true. We're going to have to, like, put you in these movies, like, in a hospital.
0: <laughs> Here I am. <laughs> um,
1: let's talk about the the most recent one, the one from this year, 2018. We watched Annihilation. Can you describe its form? No. Was it carbon-based? Did it
0: communicate with you? It reacted to me. You really have no idea what it was. Did your husband contact you at any point while he was away?
1: No. It was his decision to go in. Why did my husband volunteer for a suicide mission? To tell me where he was, what he was doing. I need to know what's inside. I, I can see, see him. All right, so the logline on IMDb for this one, if no one's seen it yet, is... A biologist signs up for a dangerous secret expedition into a mysterious zone where the laws of nature don't apply. This one is written and directed by Alex Garland, who also wrote and directed Ex Machina, uh, which is a movie mm-hmm. we both love. Yeah. Uh, he also wrote Twenty Eight Days Later, Sunshine, Never Let Me Go. I think we saw that together. Remember that one? But the kids and yes, uh, school, uh, Dread. And then he also wrote the novelization, the novel of The Beach. Oh. Because favorite Leo movie. <laughs> not
0: really, but that's cool. That's not a good movie
1: no. at all. Anyway, Annihilation stars Natalie Portman, Oscar Isaac, Jennifer Jason Lee, Tessa Thompson, and Gina Rodriguez. Chrissy. Yeah. Came out earlier this year. There's been a lot of talk about it since it came out. You finally saw it. What do you think of Annihilation?
0: This movie is weird, you guys. <laughs> this is before
1: you were on drugs, right?
0: Yes. Well,
1: pre-drugs.
0: And, and it's funny because I wish we would have recorded pre-hospital, pre-drugs. Because I feel like again this was a million years ago. We suggested ago that we saw it now
1: taking our our my our stuff into the hospital because you're just sit just sitting there for a yeah. good portion. like.
0: But Whoa. I was worried that they don't that they don't want they don't take me seriously anyway. And I was like, Can you imagine we brought in all this recording equipment. They're like, get out of here. You're fine. Go home. What did
1: you think of annihilation?
0: <laughs> so this is an interesting concept, right? We, f- we have Natalie Portman and some other women whose names gave me, uh, going into this place <laughs> called some what? other
1: women. I can't remember the names. <laughs> Hashtag. some other women.
0: <laughs> They're heading into this place called the shimma, To find out what the hell is happening. And why people enter it and never leave. And is it going to eat up the rest of the the country eventually. So the premise is interesting. Her husband. Oscar Isaac. Comes out of it. With some sort of blood disorder. And she's like. You know what I think I'll do. I think I'll follow you into that void. So it's an interesting premise. In terms of its whole setup. The movie itself. Is very convoluted and I feel like it poses many more questions than it answers and it's doing it by design. It's just an interesting movie, man. Like, I don't know what I can't summarize it. Did you
1: like it? All you said is it's weird.
0: It's interesting. And and I'm choosing that word carefully because interesting means to me that I, I didn't like it or dislike it. I found it really interesting. I I, like I I I I I I, that's it like I want to know things I want to know like well what was the shimmer exactly how did it get there and why at the end when she was she had her duplicate made and she blew everything up why did that work but it didn't work for Oscar Isaac when the same thing happened I have so many questions
1: what did you fall asleep during that part
0: what do you mean no
1: oh okay okay
0: why? Maybe do you, you know something wrong. I don't know?
1: No, to- they didn't do the same thing at the end. So you're like, why did it work for her, but not for him? I was like, because he actually blew himself up. Anyway.
0: And not the duplicate.
1: Um, I love this movie. One of my favorites of the year. I saw this movie by myself in a empty L.A. theater and it was raining outside. That's how. That's how well I remember. And wow. as you know, it doesn't often rain here in LA. No. So I remember I was by myself. I had this back when I had movie pass. R.I.P. Movie pass.
0: Uh, oh, is movie pass all gone?
1: Uh, if it's not, it should be. I I dropped out several months ago. Oh. They they started sucking. Anyway. Sorry. By myself, movie pass, rain. Walked in this movie alone, blew my fucking mind, Chrissy. Really, blew my mind.
0: I can see why you would say that, but were you not bothered by by all of the unanswered questions? Because that's my linchpin point here, where I'm like, I just feel like I have so many questions. Well,
1: I, I mean, I don't like I like unanswered questions. I like oh. you, you fill in the blank. I don't like being uh, you know force fed a message. You know, I like to you take depending on who you are watching the movie this is one of those movies where you take yourself you bring it into the movie and you'll have a dis- probably a different perspective than I might have or someone else might have as to what is this movie saying to you like it's obviously uh what would you say weird it definitely is weird yeah not in a bad way especially uh, this the end of this movie goes in like a 2001 like no dialogue yeah, just crazy shit going on, right? And I thought that was great. Like you don't often see that in a movie, no, especially I agree. one you know in the movie theater, right? Um, but I was I was just blown away by it. I was blown away by it's it's just like a fever dream of the movie. Like
0: that's a perfect way to it. you describe would say it was
1: convoluted. It. Well, I think it's meant to be a bit convoluted because the whole movie is almost like structured like a dream. Like right, the actual characters within the movie once they get in the shimmer. They're like, They're in oh, a dream. three, what? We've been here for four days? Like, how, what have we been doing? You know, right. there's images in this movie that will be seared into my brain for years. There's this one image. I call it Scare Bear.
0: I know exactly what you're talking oh about. Oh, my God, Chrissy. Yeah.
1: I was like, I was horrified. Poop in my pants. Like, that <laughs> is a, a frightening image. That is a extremely disturbing sound coming oh, from this yeah. scare bear like just this movie it just like it's uh, in the same way of like something like from uh the exorcist where it's just like really shocking imagery yeah you know themes that like resonate with you like this i've seen lots of different takes on what this movie's about but i think the the take that the director writer director was uh saying that it was a um it's it's about just depression and how we self-destruct like biologically mm-hmm. in terms of aging in our cells mm-hmm. but also uh psychologically like psychologically, psychologically. You, know, you know we don't commit that someone says in the movie like we don't often commit suicide but we will self-destruct yes so um
0: i also got a thematic em- element of kind of like um not karma because that's not the right word, but the whole idea that you uh, you put whatever you put out into the universe you also attract you know so it's they go in once they go into the shimmer they discover that their DNA is connected to everything there, so they are a part of the entire system
1: um not only a part of it but this is all like super darkened that you're a very small, infinitesimal part of, you know, the universe. Like, you really don't matter.
0: Right. And that's, uh... But you know what's funny? It, you're saying that and, and I felt like they were actually in a way saying the opposite. Like, I mean, the, going back to Scare Bear for a second.
1: Yeah. Scare Bear. Scare Bear. My favorite Care Bear. Oh, boy. Scare so, Bear on a Care Bear stomach. Right. So, <laughs> Projecting sadness and...
0: So the Scare Bear, for those who haven't seen this movie, and if you haven't, why are you listening to this podcast? I don't know. But <laughs> there is a, a bear with very, very tall, large, hybrid of different sort of animals it looks like. But the main thing is when it opens its mouth, it has a human scream of the last human it killed. It's, it's funny that you're saying like, oh, we're such an in, in, infant I always say it wrong. Infantism?
1: Infinitesimal. Infantestimal. Infantismal. Infantismal? Thank Is that you. right? Yeah.
0: I think. I always said infantismal, but then when you said it, I thought, "Oh, I must be saying it wrong. If not, it's close. Anyway, and she became an integral part of this bear. And so, I feel like that was representative of how everybody turns into another part. Like, the plant started growing up in human form. So, instead of being a tiny, tiny part of the universe, it made it, I felt like it made it seem more magnified. Like, your just your cells just your 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 own screams come become a part of the actual working universe so it, it almost makes it it's, bigger it's frightening yeah it is frightening
1: <sighs>
0: so yeah so i am i agree with everything you've said and, and, and
1: also also and i don't know if you saw this is the second time i watched it with you but mm-hmm. there's also like a weirdly fucked up like uh, almost what dreams may come, like uh, love story at the center of this movie. Between I never saw that movie. Oh, you didn't no. with Rob Williams?
0: No. Oh, damn. Put it on the list. Uh,
1: <laughs> like weird love story between Natalie Portman's character and Oscar Isaac. Like they're are a couple. Yeah. The start of the movie, you see, you see like r- scenes of of love right. and affection, and then. You seem really close. Like even before you get into the shimmer, like it's it's structured almost like a dream because her her house is like there's a weird glow about it. You know, mm-hmm. when he's not there, it's cold and stuff. Like there's no point in the movie where you're like, ah, oh, this is like you know real real life. This is this looks like a a documentary. You know, right? It, it, there's already already a heightened sense of reality before you even get into the shimmer. That's and then true. once you get in the shimmer. Like literally, things start refracting and and being fucked up, and you know, right? Scary. Anyway, I just saw it as kind of like a weird love story, because especially because you know, there's something that causes him to go into this fucking shimmer in the first place, right? And she posits that it's because he had found out that she had cheated on him, mm-hmm. and so she feels that hurt and that that depression of like, what did I do? You know, I've I've fucking self-destructed our marriage and yeah. it caused him now he's missing and that's what causes her to volunteer Spiral, to go into yeah. this and then f- she finds out that you know he basically like committed suicide in, yeah in the middle of the shimmer you know but comes back and even his like weird what would duplicate. you say duplicate when he comes back he says all I remember is walking into the room to see you. You know And recognizing and you and recognizing you. And you're right. like, oh but uh
0: But you know what's funny? He says that and I felt no warmth or chemistry between them at all. And granted once the big reveal happened at the end that it was the duplicate, it made more sense.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like he was he came back a totally changed person. Right. But there was still that speck of she's the one like I've got like the constant. Like she comes right. He comes right back to her.
0: Do you ever find yourself rooting for them though? Because I could I, I couldn't root for them.
1: Uh of course. Yeah. Alright. I mean, even at the end, you're like, oh man, they just survived this supremely fucked up experience. Like they're they're literally the only two people that have come out of this fucking shimmer, you know. Totally changed forever. One of them's definitely a duplicate. One of them's possibly, you know, altered in a serious way. Like the last shot of this film is like basically them doing like the, uh, <laughs> the splice blink, like you know, yeah,
0: an evil eye,
1: evil eye. So, like I said, I'm I'm not saying it's like ten things I hate about you, *Rom-com*, but (laughs) at the center of this really long, you know, thing about depression and self destruction and a sense of self, and uh, basically, I mean, sadness. Yeah, is this couple that you know survived it?
0: You know, I think it's really appropriate that you said that the whole setup is very dreamlike. It's in terms of. How it's presented, the order of which uh, certain events are presented to the audience, what happens inside the shimmer, the whole world that they're in and that we are in as a result of uh, watching—it it is very dreamlike. So maybe then I can kind of forgive it a little bit more because I—I I did like it, but again, I just—it's funny you said earlier you—you you like movies that leave things very open-ended or unanswered. I like movies that answer the question for me. And that, I in fact, I, I can't stand endings that are like, well, "What do you think happened?" And they just end on a very like, well, we don't know." Note, I'm like, "No, no, I need closure. Like, give me an ending." So this movie had an ending, but um, the it being dreamlike does excuse it, I think, a bit more, and and gives it more creative freedom to not make as much sense as I wanted it to.
1: And I also like you, you gloss over. <laughs> at the beginning, by saying Natalie Portman and some other women, but I thought the each of the females the the actresses were really good in their roles, and you know, yeah, gave some flavor. Tessa Thompson, I love Tessa Thompson. Which one was she? She's the was the was it anthropologist? She's the one that each one of them, each one of these women, there was a reason they were going to the Shimmer. They right. were broken people, so right. she was the one that was a cutter. She, she was a oh, cutter herself. Oh, yeah, self. yeah, Who at the end... At the end, basically gave in to the shimmer like, and just yeah, like, you know...
0: I'd like to leave it yeah. on a good note. But then she disappeared.
1: No, she turned into one of those uh, flower creature things. That's what it insinuated. Because she had, uh, up to that point, she had been all always wearing a long sleeve. Right. And at that point, she's having this really deep conversation with Natalie Portman's character. And right. you notice that she doesn't have sleeves on and that she has like little tendrils coming out of her arm like the Uh, the plant stuff interesting anyway so this her that she was she was one that that cut herself they had the 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 woman killed by scare bear had lost a child so she was dealing with awful with with loss in that aspect um then the other
0: one killed by scare bear
1: the EMT, she was uh, an addict mm-hmm. who basically f- totally freaked out.
0: Yeah, she did,
1: and went into like a.
0: That was a scary fucking t- scene. T- tied
1: people to to chairs, almost like the oh. scene from The Thing. Yeah. Um. You had Jennifer Jason Lee, who was the psychologist of the group, who at the end find out that she. That was the one thing when I first watched this movie, I was like, "Oh, what is like Jennifer Jason Lee? Like she's very like low, like low energy." Yeah. Like, cold. But then at the end, you find out that she, you know, has seen several people walk to the Shimmer and get murdered, basically. Yes. And then she also has cancer. And you're like, okay, does that play into her? How she, you know, plays the character? What did you think?
0: It, she was appropriate for the part. There are sometimes that there's certain people I look at and I go, oh, this was miscast. This was, the, the part that she was playing was for somebody who...
1: Dr. Ventress thank character. Thank you
0: who wanted to face the the reality of her situation and um, kind of in bigger, in a macro way, the shimmer itself. She didn't want to fight it. She didn't want to embrace it. She just wanted to, like, face it. And that was her whole thing. And Jennifer Jason Leigh played it in a way that I feel like you didn't root for her, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. She, You just wanted to see her follow through on what she needed, which was that closure bef- before she could finally let it go. She never planned on getting out of the shimmer. That was She not...
1: does have her, her like let it go moment at the end of the movie. She does.
0: But like, sh- th- but she never, she never intended to leave the shimmer. She never intended for really anything to happen other than for her to just get there and face it.
1: She just wanted the answer.
0: Correct. And I, and I, I understand what that's like to want the answer.
1: Uh, I also saw a very interesting essay online saying, I, think it, I don't know if it was Collider or something like that, but the, the writer of the article said that this is a, you know, s- certain ways you can read this film, but w- the way I read it is this is a movie all about cancer. Like the shimmer mm. actually represents a cancer, you know, moving, changing things right. that it crosses, you know, um, Jennifer Jason Lee, she obviously had cancer, just, you know, I was like, oh, that's pretty interesting as well. Sure. Um. What else? I was about to say IMDb. I read on today Francis McDormand was considered for the role of Doctor Ventress. I was like, Ooh, that would have that been, been good too. That would have been interesting as well. I what agree. did you? So, what did you think about this controversial ending? So, this had uh, what is the Cinema Score or whatever the the famous score that they ask when people leave the theater, like A to F or whatever. Right. This one got a, a lower C, and Ooh. I could think it be possibly due to this ending.
0: Quite possibly. You're talking about the whole sequence of events. The lighthouse. It's all the lighthouse. It's it's all
1: everyone that's trying to reach this lighthouse in the center of the shimmer. By the way, what do you think the state uh, was the shimmer in? What state? Yeah, what state do you think they
0: Um, were in? Somewhere near the Gulf. Maybe Texas? Florida. Really? Yeah. Oh, so surprising. (laughs) Why? I don't know why. I just didn't think it would be. It was like tropical E Florida type. It seemed very dark when they weren't physically in the shimmer.
1: <clears throat> but they're trying to reach this this lighthouse, which was like uh, the f- the first place the alien comet or meter or whatever fucking landed. Right. So, do you think it was too weird? Were you moved by it? I was fascinated was it like by a, it. Did you think it was a, a so you think you could dance routine like I did?
0: Oh, that's so funny. You know, I even consider that, but that's a good analogy. So, <laughs> it's an interesting part to do. It, I was fascinated by it. Um, I, I appreciate that they didn't muddle it down with dialogue or, you know, try to necessarily explain what was happening. They, they just visually and, and ar- arguably masterfully showed Natalie Portman Climbing in both mentally, mentally and physically into this hole,
1: like a butthole.
0: Yeah, right. Cool. <laughs> where
1: the alien lighthouse butthole.
0: Right, where th- the physical manifestation of the shimmer itself becomes her duplicate, basically, and
1: she gets to a fight.
0: She does thing. get it. I was just gonna say she gets into a fight with it. I was surprised by how long it took her to catch on. Like the first time she got up and it was mirroring her, I I realized what was happening. Like, oh well, this is your duplicate. It's like your shadow. It's gonna do whatever you do. <laughs>
1: Even like I've seen this movie before. You're my duplicate. No, no, nah, no, nah, nah. You start doing some kind of pull Well, earlier in
0: something. the movie, somebody said that they said, you know, as you get closer to the core, which was the lighthouse, you'll see duplicates.
1: Yeah. So like I the, like the ice. Uh... Creatures with the antlers mm
0: mm-hmm. yeah, exactly, so I'm surprised she didn't catch on pretty quickly when her mirror image was essentially doing exactly what
1: she was doing, but and she'd just watched the the tape of her husband,
0: yes, having a duplicate
1: having a duplicate after he took a you know grenade to the face,
0: right, I did have one question though it was interesting, so reaching back to that with Oscar Isaac having a duplicate you know with the whole grenade scene is natalie portman's duplicate could it be like one of many duplicates or is it was that like the shimmer that was the human embodiment of whatever the shimmer was
1: um i think that was the only duplicate of her but the the, the reason the duplicate happened because jennifer jason lee like had her let it go like oh i'm gonna explode into this like weird circular right Globally goo thing
0: and like why did that happen
1: and then uh, natalie portman's like looking at the glob of the glue and like mm-hmm. a piece like a speck of blood hits the glob of the glue and that's what makes her her double right and then she gets into the so you think you could dance routine yes she gets smashed against the door Ugh, that like it hurt you know who knows if 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 the you know she took some of their the, the double like got smashed into her sale cells or whatever mm-hmm. um and then her double takes a grenade too and everything burns down right and then she ends up back at the you know area x or whatever and the, and they're like how did you get here like it's it, again it's like a dream like you don't dream, you don't yeah. you don't dream that you're walking from place to place you're just like oh i'm here i'm here you know how did right. i get here
0: no no yeah it's like not up for consideration
1: so, I don't know. I thought it was great, man.
0: I think I need a second viewing. It's because it's not that I don't, I don't dislike it, but I need more questions answered. And I think a second viewing would do that for me.
1: Okay. That's fair. Um, you want to guess on Rotten Tomatoes what this has?
0: 68.
1: 88% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh. 6.9 on IMDb. Oh,
0: so it's close to the IMDb score
1: uh what was I was going to say oh one piece of, one uh, piece of IMDb trivia so due to a poorly received test screening um the the film was too intellectual and too complicated according to some of the test screeners uh Paramount initially demanded changes to make it an appeal to a wider audience including making Portman's character more sympathetic and changing the ending but the producer the famous producer, Scott Rudin, sided with the writer director, Garland, in his desire to not alter the film, defending the film and refusing to take notes, so it stayed the way it
0: was. Interesting. I kind of I those notes are exactly the things I was kind of talking about earlier. Like, did you root for her? Like all these things that they wanted to change. I I, I can see why they made a very clear and distinct choice not to. It did make it more real and less like, let's let's root for the heroine. But um how funny that they wanted essentially what I was asking for, to for it to be slightly more sensical, slightly more linear, and to root for the protagonist.
1: So let's say Chrissy, sick Chrissy in the hospital was one of the, <laughs> not sick Chrissy in the hospital. Where are we going with this? <laughs> uh, sick Chrissy, Kay. just out of the hospital. Yes. She was one of the ones going to the shimmer. How long do you last?
0: Oh, not long. No? I, I don't think so. I mean just because the
1: the ga- one of the like the, the gator shark would have gotten you. I yeah. was just gonna
0: say, like the, there's so many scary things in nature there. Like i I I'm fine as we've discovered without, you know, food and water for a little while. Like that part I could I could outlast. But the
1: <laughs> Chr- Chrissy wouldn't even have made it to like the first part where they, they're coming out of their tents like, we've been here for three to four days. Like, where's Chrissy? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like Chrissy. Chrissy wandered off, and t-
0: I'd be like, "I'm cold. My tent didn't work. I don't know what happened." So um, I, yeah, I wouldn't last because I would be eaten by something.
1: Oh, R.I.P. Chrissy. I know.
0: What about you? Would you Would you make it all the way down the Oregon Trail?
1: Hell yeah, I would have made it to the the, the light the lighthouse. Alien butthole crawled right in. Cool. And then I feel that's like some kind of like thing with my double.
0: I feel like you would have eventually gone crazy.
1: What does that mean, Chrissy? You
0: would have gone far, but I think you would have eventually gone crazy.
1: Oh, by the way, we didn't even talk about another one of my favorite scenes because it came up when we were in the hospital. Did you, When you were having stomach issues, did you feel like that scene where they had to cut the guy's stomach? Oh, God. Like eel, it looked like eels. Um, No, and I'm super
0: glad that didn't occur to me while I was in the hospital.
1: <laughs> Let's cut her open. Oh, my God. That was really gross. That was horrific. But, uh, or the pool. We remember they waited in the pool and that got, like, thing it exploded across the wall.
0: Yeah. That was awesome. Can somebody explain, see, this is what I mean about having questions. This was one of them. Like, why did they choose to cut the dude open to show the camera what was happening on the inside? Like, why would they do that? Because they
1: were going crazy. They were all going crazy.
0: Ay, ay, ay.
1: They knew that they had eel monsters in their stomach. Fun. Right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Let's go on a vacation to the shimmer. Uh what will be your final grade for annihilation? B. B. Oh man. One of my favorites of the year. I'd probably give this one A minus. Ooh. I like it.
0: I expected you to do a straight up A because you said it was like the best of the year for you.
1: Um Well, you know. I haven't s I was trying to think. I might have to make a list at the end of the year. A lot of my favorite movies this year, spoiler alert, very dark. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're in a
1: dark place. I'm in a dark place. One certain movie I've been trying to get Christy to watch with me is it, super dark. I am mean, just, you know, there you go. All right. Uh, all right, let's move on to the second movie, Chris. Yes. So this film is on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Comes from the year of your favorite film of all time, 1997. <laughs> This movie is a cult classic called Cube. A Cube.
0: Twenty six rooms high, twenty six rooms across, seventeen thousand five hundred and seventy six rooms. Ah!
1: Anybody remember how they got here?
0: Then why would they throw innocent people in here? Are we being punished? There's a
1: way in here, so there's gotta be a way out. Do you think they'd go to all the trouble to build this thing if we could just walk out?
0: Take a good long look around. But I got a feeling it's looking at us.
1: We have about three days without food and water before we're too weak to move.
0: I just wanna wake up!
1: I looked in the room down there and something almost cut my head off. Motion detectors integrated into the walls. Tough to spot. You're not getting out of here. Yes, we are. There is
0: no way out of here. We need to get around the trap. They're identified by crime numbers. We'll figure it out.
1: I can't. I'm not dying in you know, a rat maze.
0: No more talking. No more guessing. You got to save yourselves from yourselves. What the hell is going on?
1: We haven't been moving in circles. The runes
0: have. We have the key. The key
1: it's awesome. Okay, A Canadian film. Chrissy, by the way. Right. Cube. The logline for this movie, if you've never seen it, guys, is six complete strangers of widely varying personality characteristics are involuntary placed in an endless maze containing deadly traps. Cube was partially written and directed by Vincenzo Natali. Who also directed Splice?
0: That makes sense. A
1: movie we, we mentioned earlier that Chrissy and I love. Um it stars a bunch of people that uh you probably haven't heard of from other movies, Chrissy. Yeah. But again, this is a movie I think is it's a bit of a, a cult classic as an indie Canadian darling. Yeah. Again on Netflix, only nine minute ninety minutes tops. Yeah. What did you think of Cube?
0: It's funny when you were reading that long line, you were like, um, "What's the exact thing? I, have, I want to get it back. Oh, uh, I can't find it." Uh, six complete strangers of widely varying personality characteristics. I'm like, "This is the real world gone really wrong, right?" <laughs> <laughs> the worst thing the people or a, or
1: a TGIF show,
0: yeah, or or like a Friends reboot. <laughs> I don't know, but like, it's funny if you if you've ever watched the Real this World. Day and
1: you're living inside a cube with six perfect
0: strangers. <laughs> Ba-da-ba-da. Okay. Okay. Go. So, if you ever watch The Real World, like the worst thing they have to deal with is whether or not they are going to get along with each other, whether there'll be drama at their fake jobs, things like that. Right? These six people have real problems, man. They are locked into this cube where it's basically a series the of the real world. <laughs> The cube. cube. <laughs> I really want to see a TV version of this real world cube. They they have to navigate their way through all of these different interior rooms um, that are basically torture chambers. It's just ways to die. Mm-hmm. And uh, nobody knows how they got there. So we're but right back to this whole dreamlike thing, like in annihilation as well. And Everybody is there for a specific reason. In Annihilation, it was because they were broken. In this one, it's because they each have a unique talent that if they work together positively could help them escape the cube. But the key part is work together positively, which they are completely unable to do. This was was, was tough to watch. Very interesting, but tough to watch. Every time they opened a brand new room, I'm like... (gasps) don't 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 just walk in there like it's just watching the kills you know or the the injuries i always have a hard time with that like the very first one in the in the um like there's like, the like Open maybe part.
1: two graph like graphic ones i'm like oh ooh, so I'm like i can't 30 seconds of a 90 minute movie
0: but it said but it, I think it, it flies by but that's just it. so it sets the anxiety level because it, it comes out with it right up front the horrific ways that you can die in this cube universe that exists so i don't know about you but i spent the entire 89 minutes after that at like high anxiety level of like what's gonna happen when they open up the next room Hell yeah this
1: one makes it great you
0: love anxiety
1: well, I love movies like this that keep me interested. And yes, it, I
0: did. I was very interested the whole time. The anxious Again, feeling this is a is bit not much.
1: The The Real World Cube <laughs> this is actually a horror sci fi movie called right. Cube.
0: I know, I know, I know. Um,
1: Will they find love? <laughs> S- stick around. <laughs> Can they work together? <laughs> it's the ultimate escape room. Cube, the Real World Cube. <laughs> um no i like it, it i mean this movie looks like it was made for you know five thousand bucks yes it does actually here i got the budget here it was estimated three hundred and sixty five thousand dollars uh it, wow. gro- it grossed five hundred
0: and one thousand dollars not a lot of people saw this
1: um 62 percent on rotten tomatoes 7.3 in imdb we said it's, it's on Netflix, but I think it's perfect for Netflix. It's it nine minutes. Like I said, it keeps your attention. Usually, True. and I've seen movies like this. I think I've even seen the, the sequel. There's a couple sequels to this. I've seen, I think I've seen the first sequel, Cube 2, or it's like Hypercube anyway. Anyway, with movies like this, what often happens is you're not interested in the characters at all, right? But weirdly, in this movie, like at the start, you're like, who the fuck are these people? Yes, And then by the end, you're like, You have like nicknames for them, like we've got the 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 numbers girl with glasses. (laughs) Numbers. We've got the cop who's like the biggest asshole ever. God. Um. misogynistic douchebag. We have Rain Man. Like, there's a kid. There's a kid that's like the Rain Man of the bunch. We have the woman who has some kind of, you know, uh, manic personality disorder or something. Anyway. I actually by the end of the nine minute movie I was like, Oh man, I don't want, you know, uh I don't want Rain Man to die. I, you know, I don't right. want we need numbers on our side. So I I think it succeeds in that way.
0: It does. It's very I'm not
1: saying the acting is like, you know, A grade or anything, but like
0: You're right. That's the one weak part in, in this whole movie. But the premise is solid. The intricacies of how to figure out how to get from it. it's like it's funny this came way before escape rooms like this was the og escape room
1: i you said that chrissy what <laughs> i said this is the ultimate escape room
0: oh okay but i copy okay i don't know if you did what i did about putting yourself in their shoes you know you asked me in annihilation like how long would you last and i was thinking about cube I don't even know what I would possibly bring to the table. Like she's immediately like, Hey, it's prime numbers. I'm like, Oh yeah. Okay. I feel, I, I have no idea what I, w- I would bring. Like not, so I wouldn't be the brains. I couldn't bring the brawn. Like, I don't know. I would bring nothing to the cube. I would be along for the journey. I would make the cop really mad. I'd be the chick who got dropped.
1: <laughs> we'll put you in charge of rain, man.
0: Oh yeah. I could be, I could be in charge of rain,
1: man. I mean, at some point, the numbers thing just gets really ridiculous. You're it like, does. What? That doesn't even make sense. It's permutations. Just start, opening do- just start opening doors. And
0: everyone goes permutations.
1: Um, I don't know how much your patience would last in in the cube as well. I think you would just get impatient with it, and like you'd be the first one to be like. I'm going in here no matter what.
0: No, 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 no. I would be the one because I'm slow and I overly thorough. I'd be like, well, don't go in there yet. I know you did your prime numbers thing, but what if that's bullshit? Somebody throw a shoe in there. we out of shoes? Okay, cool. Take off your clothes. Let's go out and like do it like a whip and then bring it back. Like That would be me.
1: I, d- I do love in this movie that they have one character that comes in towards the beginning of the movie and you instantly recognize like, okay, this guy's like, The Cube Master, like he's been around the cube for a while, he knows what to do. Mm -hmm. He's the old guy, you know. He's like, yeah, order them what to do, do this, and then he instantly gets killed. And you're like, oh fuck, (laughs) Cube is hardcore. Yeah, Um, funny, I thought that too. So, like I said, uh, I think it's well directed, Mm -hmm. um, well acted enough. I mean, uh, this movie is largely. You, you could do a stage play. Yeah. You could do a cube stage play. It's, it's largely dialogue.
0: I agree. <gasps> Let's put on Cube the play.
1: <laughs> the real world real cube, cube on Broadway. Would <laughs> <laughs> you watch it?
0: Oh, my God. 100%. Uh,
1: another reason I, I love this movie, and Chrissy will like this, is it, it plays like a 90-minute long Twilight Zone episode. Yes. And that makes sense because... IMDb says, an episode of the original Twilight Zone TV series uh, entitled Five Characters in Search of an Exit, which which first aired December 22nd, 1961, was reportedly an inspiration for the film.
0: Interesting. I want to watch that episode now. Yeah. Yeah. Quick question. Did you see it coming in terms of the cop? Like we knew he was kind of hardcore right from the get go, but I didn't see the twist coming that he was a total misogynist and like he would eventually kill people.
1: Yeah, he was he was a scary man.
0: But did you see it coming?
1: Did I see it coming? Yeah. Um, his true
0: colors were like super
1: dark. It's been twenty one years since I first saw this. I don't know.
0: All right. I was surprised. I mean,
1: he he definitely ended up being a great villain.
0: Yes, <laughs> he really did. I was surprised, and I was all further surprised by how the other characters like just took it. They just let him be this asshole who was basically beating people up and essentially murdering them, and then they finally staged a coup. But
1: well, well they, I mean, uh, let's face facts: they were having to deal with this in a cube. <laughs> yes, look <laughs> like at They didn't. You know what? What were they supposed to do?
0: Take Stop him on, it, man! Before I no, take him you on in that other. The strength tube. is always in numbers. They had more numbers than than he did. He was just one asshole.
1: Well, they had Rain Man. They had numbers. Numbers. <laughs> <laughs> so like there was like a and then, Expendables type situation, and with then a bunch of brawn office space dude. Off tall office space dude. Yes. Who? Surprise! Surprise! That's one of the the twists I love. That eventually they learn, like, Office Space dude actually built the cube, or helped build the cube, help build the outer shell of the cube, right? And they're like, "Wait a second, how does that work?" So,
0: see what I mean? Okay. So this kind of harkens back to what I said earlier about the other movie about how it it leaves so many questions in the air. This is when, how does that work? And he's like. (laughs) It's just chaos and nobody, it's not run by anybody and it's just, it exists. I'm like, then how did they get there? You just
1: can't, and you can't apply real world logic to all these like science fiction, weird ass movies.
0: I understand that to an extent.
1: So wait a minute. If this cube was in LA. <laughs> oh no.
0: But they did attempt to explain it. I just felt like that was the one thing they did a poor job of. They they were like, Yeah. It exists, but nobody's running it. And it exists for the sake of existing itself. I was like, this is the most meta explanation
1: I've ever heard. Like the movie ends, one person survives. Right. And they walk into, you know, heaven. What if it's in heaven? I mean, maybe. Heaven isn't too far. You know that song? (laughs) Heard of it. Stuck in a cube. You know what's really funny about this movie? And I found this out today. Again, reading IMDb trivia about this movie. Hmm. Um, The the film was shot in 20 days. Majority of it was shot with a handheld camera. Mm -hmm. The set, get this, contained only one cube. Changed to different colors by means of gel panels. Wow. Since it was a time-consuming process to change from one to another, the film was not shot in sequence, rather color by color. Huh? Isn't that crazy? That is totally crazy. Doesn't that give you like a, a more of an appreciation of what they did? Yes. Like they're they're all in like they're going cube to cube for throughout this movie. So yes. what they're saying is they shut all like the red cube stuff together, all the blue cube stuff together. That's so funny. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I don't know. I guess they the originally the director wanted to do it in um sequence, yeah. which I could understand because there's like an escalation. Of tension and like yes. the characters going crazier and crazier. So right. it would be easier that way. But no, they had to do it this way.
0: So many movies are not shot in sequence. In fact, I think most. And I always wonder when it's a movie like this or like one that has ratcheting up tension or anxiety or, you know, building to a boiling point, how tricky that must be for the actors, you know, who walk in on. Let's say Friday, and they're like, "Today we're filming the giant climax scene, and, and you haven't even filmed any of the stuff leading up to it." Now
1: it's time for the cube sex scene. Lube up. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Meet me in the red cube, Chrissy. <laughs> uh,
0: I don't like the red cube. <laughs> Rainman didn't like the red. He kept saying it. <laughs> what?
1: Well, because he's seen the Fifty Shades. Clearly, apparently, um. <laughs> In 2015, uh, the Hollywood Reporter wrote that Lion- Lionsgate Films was planning to remake the film under the titled uh, under the title Cubed.
0: I feel like this could be ripe for a reboot if it's done correctly. Yeah? Yeah. Like, as long as they don't...
1: There just needs to be more uh, question- <laughs> questions answered for Chrissy. A little bit, but... Where's the cube? How is it built?
0: But what I don't want is for them to redo it and then substitute part of what makes this great is you said earlier it's a very heavy dialogue movie to just be like let's add more horror more kills or more like anxiety producing near-death moments like that's not what i want if they reboot it and i'm afraid that's the route they would take
1: yeah i don't think it's going to get less graphic right do you know who so if they do uh do this move this new one a reboot or whatever remake Mm -hmm. you know who should be in it who zach efron <laughs> okay, Paul Giamatti. <laughs> they can play all the characters, and
0: Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> they
1: can have oh, and they can have uh, like doubles. It could be like a, a annihilation cube situation. Actually, I would like to see double Giamatti, double double.
0: Can you imagine Leo playing the cop?
1: Uh,
0: I feel like he'd be really good. He's so good at going crazy. No. <laughs> no.
1: Do you think? I think just Leo. I would love for Leo to do some more genre movies. Mm -hmm. Like he's been regulated to like too many historical type movies. Sure. You don't agree?
0: No, I mean he has. It's true.
1: So you're thinking he should get back into Cube, go back to his Critters Three. Oh my god, that'd be
0: awesome! Can you imagine
1: Cuban space?
0: Cuban space.
1: Leonardo DiCaprio. I would watch the shit out of that. I know. I mean, I'm sure it gets a lot of play on Netflix. Netflix should jump on and just do it themselves.
0: <laughs> They've got more money than God. Let's just do it.
1: I, I'm super tempted to watch at least two of the sequels on Netflix as well. But well, were they not
0: nearly as highly? Do rated? they
1: answer? I I seem to remember the second one like got really weird, like weird and like too convoluted. Okay. Like even though this movie is about people trying to escape this cube, it's not like super. Complicated, right. except for when they get to like the part with the numbers, and the numbers gets crazy. That
0: see, that's when they lost me on that side of it.
1: Because uh, I think it would have been fine if them just like trying to like figure out the cube without the whole numbers part. But maybe that's me.
0: Well, first she's like, she's like, okay, it's prime numbers. And I then, got my glasses on, guys. Yeah, Shh. and then secondly, she's like, nope, it's coordinates, it's coordinates. And then it's like, wait a minute, moving
1: coordinates. Now it's
0: moving coordinates, and then finally, it's now it's permutations of prime numbers to the power of 10
1: we're back in the same fucking cube (laughs) (laughs) astronomical astronomical that's right anyway like i said i uh, i like cube i think it's a solid b movie for me yes it, it knows what it is it's it's short rather short and sweet
0: it's definitely one that if it were on HBO again, I would, I would watch, but it's not, it's going to be on Netflix and that requires work.
1: So you would recommend it? Yes. Yay. Yay. Wow. So this is like a major success. So yeah, no, you didn't get sick after watching these movies, but you gave it a... Uh, B. Both Bs? Yeah.
0: And I stayed awake, but, but willingly.
1: Annih- Annihilation was slightly above Cube. For you? For you?
0: Uh. No, I
1: gave, uh, and I should was a minus. Uh, a cube is a B, oh. straight B. I
0: actually think I'm a Cube might have a slight edge for me.
1: Whoa! Slight. Wow. Yeah. I think you just got a ninety seven boner just for the whole year. <laughs> we should we should go. You, I should look at the calendar. And be like, what movies came out around Titanic that made zero money? Nobody saw them because they were seeing Titanic. Several times in a row. Let's, let's watch the, those movies. The movie movies. With, with
0: Eddie Redmayne. Get What's the one that with, we saw?
1: Eddie Redmayne wasn't Jupiter Ascending? Nice
0: oh, just kidding. <laughs>
1: Are you talking about Eddie Redmayne? <laughs> Eddie Redmayne needs to be in the next cute movie. <gasps>
0: oh, he'd be so He great. just came out
1: recently and said he was bad in that. I was like, how dare you, Eddie Redmayne? You were the best thing about that fucking movie. <laughs> that was great. The roller ski. St- air roller skates. I remember that. And Ro- Can I use
0: your air roller skates? <laughs> oh my cool. god. Talk about movies that are dreamlike in terms of their presentation and, and order. Jupiter ascending.
1: Anyway. <laughs> Yay. But that like I said, yeah, and you stayed awake for those movies. That's great. Yeah,
0: that's always a good sign. Cool. Cool. Thanks for, for making me watch these, Justin.
1: Um so these movies were were kind of dark, Chrissy. Yeah. And I was thinking maybe we should end the episode with something a little lighter. Oh, like what? I was looking on our laptop. This is going to, you're going to laugh. Remember last year when we did all a little inside baseball, we did a lot of those promos. Like we did several of them like in a yes, row.
0: Back to back to back.
1: Had we been drinking wine? I think we've been drinking a little bit of wine.
0: I don't know. You haven't been drinking wine in, I feel like, a really long time. You don't drink wine with me anymore. No, this
1: was like a year ago when we did this. No, but
0: even then you you were not drinking wine. I was drinking wine.
1: Anyway, we were a little bit loopy and we were just trying to think of promos. (laughs) And we did one where we, we sang the promo, but it was never released. Oh my God. Do you remember this one?
0: Yes. To the Growing Pains theme?
1: Was it the Growing Pains or Family Matters?
0: No, I thought it oh, maybe it was family members. I thought it was growing
1: pains. Oh. Uh, well, I, I guess we'll find out because I was thinking maybe we should like uh g- g-
0: everybody listen to that. I mean, we need to lighten the mood, so we might as well. So
1: uh Annihilation Cube and uh one of the worst promos we've ever done that we never even released <laughs> uh, of us. Worst
0: or best?
1: Exactly. Um, So, yeah, I guess you'll just listen to it now. You be the judge. Enjoy. It's Chrissy. And Justin. And we got a movie podcast. And a really terrible promo. And we watch movies and talk about them. It's so fun. You should listen. Hashtag budget. We're on Apple Podcasts.
0: Soundcloud There's
1: the pod being and we're on the social media hit us up
0: keyword so I married a movie geek we love you and dial up
1: and we're back wasn't that amazing How embarrassed should we be
0: on a scale of one to ten I feel like I'm not embarrassed at all
1: uh, <laughs> I feel like I should do like the the scare Bear scream <laughs> That
0: is so frightening when I have the image of that bear in my head. A scare Bear. Scare
1: Bear. Um, scare Bear just needs a hug. Does need a hug. Chrissy, where can you find our podcast online?
0: Well, we're all over the social medias at Movie Geek Cast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. To download the podcast, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, and one more that I'm missing. What else?
1: SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Um, you can also find us, we're members of the Podfix Network. Woo-woo. You can find us and several other awesome podcasts at podfixnetwork.com. Um, also, uh, la- last week, you might have called us on one of our f- favorite movie podcasts, The Countdown Movie and TV Reviews. Yes. Out of out of Australia, we were on there with Paul and Wayne talking our favorite uh disney animated films chrissy
0: oh so much fun it was there was a lot of swearing
1: uh, and a lot of adult conversation that's
0: it all for work content
1: so if you're up for adult words and and <laughs> disney, disney animated films <laughs> go over to their podcast the countdown movie and tv reviews and listen to that that was we awesome we had a
0: great time they were awesome hosts
1: um but other than that uh chrissy yeah i appreciate you I appreciate you. I would, I would walk through the shimmer for you. I, 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 can I would tell. escape a fucking cube for you, Chrissy. Whoa, thanks. What if it was a cube inside the shimmer? Oh my oh god! Oh my god! I am just saying, I would do that for you. Anyway, that's true love. Uh, next week on the show, guys, the A's tournament is back. We're doing one of my favorite years of the entire decade, nineteen eighty-four.
0: What what was wrong with nineteen eighty three, Justin? The one you just did, and also the year of my birth. What's wrong with that?
1: I mean, it was okay, Chrissy, but <laughs> I consider eighty four to eighty six like prime Justin years. So okay, I'm fucking excited as as I possibly could be. That wow! I'm at an eleven, so I'm excited for you go being up excited to 11 for eighty four. So stick around uh, for that next week. Thanks again for listening. We appreciate it.
0: We love you guys. You we you next, mean it.
1: See you next week. Bye. This was a podcast from the Podfix Network. You can check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com.